Okay, boom, there we go, there we go. Come on in, my beauties, yay. Come into the room, come into the room, come into the room. Welcome to this Friday's session of the African Goddess Rising Oracle School. We have a special guest, <laughs> who you, as you can see, who is here with us today. So first things first, before, before you, you get to know who is gracing our presence here, make sure you have your candle, make sure you have something for our energetic altar, make sure you have some water if you're going to need to refresh as we go and let us begin let me just let me just tell you who is in the house today so this is allow me to reintroduce him this is gary deandre so gary deandre or gangster gary as he's known gg is a queer black mystic healer educator and writer based in brooklyn new york the creator and host of mystic moments podcast an awesome show that i'm honored to have been a part of through flawless noises media network he shares what is happening in our world energetically while teaching his listeners practical tools to help them stay grounded through the shifts and the upheavals of life his work has been previously featured in vogue in style oprah daily BuzzFeed, the Toronto Star, and Teen Vogue. He is also the resident energy forecaster for the Purple Pants podcast hosted by Bryce Isaiah. Isaiah. He's committed to helping the world find themselves and break free from the matrix, one step at a time with love, with compassion, with a little sass, a little fun, a little mess, a little love, a little care. And as I said, he is a Brooklynite at the moment and is obsessed with all things competitive reality TV. What's up, Gangsta Gary? Unmute yourself, boo. Unmute yourself. Yes. Yeah, I was over here. I was going off. I was like, yeah, it's me in the building. He's doing this. I'm excited. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Yay. So, Gary, so I read all of that. So, you know, that's the, the like, the, the official bio from your Simon & Schuster website, my love. So, but yes. tell the people who you are. How do you describe who you are? That is a good question because I feel like that's so loaded. Um, but to describe me, I think of myself as... A mystic. Um, I think of myself as a healer. I think of myself as an educator. Um, I think of myself as a teacher. Um, I'm here to be a friend. I'm here to share. I feel like that's my gift. Um, and my gift has always been for me just like knowing myself and I'm here to pass that on to other people in whatever way that I can. And the cards are where I feel like I started. Um, and it's just part of the vessel, part of the vehicle that helps me to be able to be of service to the world in a larger way. Um, but to me, I think of myself as your regular degular Brooklyn boy. You know what I mean? He just dabbles in cars, dabbles in candles, dabbles in stuff like that a little bit and, uh, and has had some really wonderful opportunities to be able to share my spirituality on a larger global level. So I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed and very grateful and honored to be here with you all today. That is beautiful, Gary. So I know that, you know, in the recent past, like in the past few years, particularly like since the pandemic, cards mm -hmm. have gotten a lot more popular in scope. But there was a time not that long ago where it was just very weird, very fringe, very, you know, like, what are you talking about? And why are you doing that? Yes. And so I know you have had a journey. So tell us about the journey personally that brought you here, your spiritual journey. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that I come from a background of like the cards like this. Mama was not having it. Okay. She was not having it. She didn't support it. She was like, uh uh, like not in my household. And I know for me, there was always something that pulled me towards these topics. I'm a Scorpio. Um, just celebrated my birthday last Friday. So my birthday was Happy a week birthday. Um, but for me, all of the, the taboo topics and all the esoteric topics have always brought me some sort of interest. Like I can remember even when I was a kid, like I used to have all of my friends' birthdays like written up on my wall because I was just like, I want to remember people's birthdays and I want to tell them, you know, happy birthday. But then the older I got and I was like, oh, like this person is a Scorpio and they're a Scorpio because of these qualities and they're born during this date. So it kind of like evolved into something a little bit deeper the older that I got. But the reason why I ended up specifically hopping into like tarot and oracle was I just wanted guidance. Um, and every morning I would wake up and I'd be like, listen, like, I just feel like I need something. I would see other people getting readings or um, doing readings for themselves. And I was like, this seems like something that would help me to like center my day. I grew up in a very churchy household. So like the Bible was something I grew up like having as like your daily Bible verse, but I didn't feel super connected to that because of just like my history with just like what the Bible and my family and Christianity had made me feel like as, as a gay man, like growing up. So for me, it felt like spirituality or even like tapping into here was an opportunity to have like that religious slash spiritual grounding, but without the judgment that I think came from it in a religious context that I had been um, beholden to like being, I guess like having to deal with all of my life. Um, so yeah, tarot was just like an opportunity for me to just study myself and grow and learn and be able to like figure out what is my day giving. I think sometimes when we allow ourselves to like ground ourselves in what the day could potentially bring energetically, it helps us to be able to maneuver through the day that much better. It is a very, I, I think working with oracles of any kind um, is it's a very powerful personal development tool yeah. very very powerful and rule number one is know thyself yeah <laughs> and be willing to work with thyself because you can know thyself That's but it's true. different to be willing to work with yourself in that moment of like knowing yourself and i also thank you so much because you pointed out specifically like i want to highlight the difference between like an oracle deck and a tarot deck, right? So most tarot is going to be uniform, like you're going to get predominantly like the same cards, same themes like throughout like most decks. But like when I think of an Oracle deck, an Oracle deck speaks to me and it's like the person that's creating this has a theme, has a vision, um, has something that they are willing to teach. And they're wanting to bring that to you into your household to help you identify with that theme and that guidance that may be coming up in that uh, specific card for that deck. Um, so like specifically with Aviola's amazing deck, whenever I pull this deck out, I'm looking for something powerful. I'm looking for something where it's just like, okay, like there's that divine feminine energy inside of me that I feel like is needing to be spoken to, or maybe it's just that divine femme energy that wants to just be in the atmosphere because she wasn't there. And maybe I need to call her in for a little bit because you know that we all have that divine femme, divine mask energy in whatever way that we want it to show up. Absolutely, absolutely. And so how is your family, how do they feel about what you bring now? Because I, I saw a happy birthday video the other yeah. day as Gary said, celebrating his birthday. And I saw this happy birthday video and his family was just so beautiful. Like every single person, multi-generational, happy, supportive. How do they feel about what you're doing now? They have been, it's been a journey. I will say that this has been, <laughs> 
I always liken it to coming out the first time. I feel like I had to come out as a gay man and then I had to come out as like a spiritual practitioner. Absolutely. Um, and with this coming out, this coming out is a little bit more difficult, especially because of the history of having like a grandmother who's a minister, a great grandfather who was a reverend, like having like a lot of like traditional, like Christian, um, I guess just like, you know, people in the church and stuff like that in my family. So they still don't fully, they still think that I'm doing something completely different than what I'm doing. And every time I explain it to them, I feel like I'm just like wasting my breath. So part of what I've had to learn for myself is that their journey is their journey. My journey is my journey. We both understand God, but we just see God in a very different way, but we both are speaking to the same person. And for me, I've always felt as though you know, I can connect with them because it's like, yes, we're having these very like esoteric, like spiritual talks. And we may be talking about God from different sides of the pond. But the funny thing about it is a while ago, I was telling my mom because she didn't realize I was writing a tarot deck. She thought I was just right. I kept telling her my book, my book, my book, because yes, I was trying to yes. be very, you know, very like nuanced. Yes. I'm writing a book like I don't want you to think too much about it. And then she found out it was a deck and she was like, well, maybe what you're doing is, you know, God has given you like a gift of being able to talk to people that don't necessarily go to church the same way. I was like, girl, if that's what you think, we're going to go with that and we're going we gonna to work with that. OK, yes. <laughs> so, you have a foundation at least. So like, it's like, OK, like, let's build on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, listen, you got to start somewhere. And I'm grateful because we'll say even five years ago, this would not have been a conversation with them. It would have very much been like completely shut down. I would have been honestly saddened by it because I would have felt out of place or misunderstood as I've always felt like my whole growing up. Um, so to be where we are now, it ain't perfect, but it's worth it. So I'll take it. Oh, that's beautiful. It ain't perfect, but it is worth it. Okay, so you mentioned your tarot deck. I want to get yes. into that. But first, let's all light our candles and just bless the space, bless the energy of the space. And we happen to have, you know, in Gary being with us, a candle magic practitioner and expert today. So we're going to light our candles as we always do together. And I'm going to allow Gary to bless us with a little bit of a teaching here around candle work and candle magic as we proceed so as you all can see i have a little a little something something going on so i do a lot of candle magic and candle work in my personal practice and um, with my clients and with my business um so what i always like to do i know that you all have various candles of various sizes various colors um what i want you to do if you haven't already lit your candle um, I want you to think of a symbol that represents some sort of balance in your life. It could be a triangle. Triangles represent equilibrium to me. It could be a circle. Circle represents wholeness. And I want you to either inscribe that symbol onto your candle. If it's like a glass candle, you can do that. Um, if you want, you can write that symbol on a piece of paper, put it underneath your candle, whatever feels like you need to call it into your life right now. And I want to lift up the energy of your candle that you're doing with this. So on mine, um, I'm actually going to write as a Reiki practitioner, I'm going to write the power symbol, which is called Chokure. Um, so if I was about to say, raise your hand if you or tap tap something if you've heard of Reiki before. Do I know people? Well, are, you're in a, yeah, you're in a room full of practitioners. Oh! Yeah. You're with ah. people. You're at home, and this is your circle. So yes, <laughs> my people. I'm home. Okay. So boom. So I don't have to be. Okay. So I can keep it real. All right. So boom. 
I like to lift it with chokure. So basically, I like to start off with chokure, and then sometimes I'll go into like a little um, daikomiyo. Sometimes I'll do a little honshazesonen. But for this, if you would like to use chokure to lift yours, you can do that, or you can use just a random symbol. And then um, when you're ready, I'm going to set it out in front of me. And I'll just, if that's okay, if you all consent, I'd like to bless everyone's candle uh, at the same time. Fantastic. Okay, because consent is sexy. Fantastic. All right, universe, heavenly father, earth mother who love us unconditionally. To the African goddess school, thank you all so much for being here today. We come with our candles to set intentions to receive whatever is supposed to be received on this beautiful Venus day. Allow us to be connected in love, to be connected in harmony, to be connected in truth, and for whatever the tea is supposed to be to come out on today. Amen and Ashe. Amen, Ashe, and so it is. Yes. So it is. Let me go ahead put this up over here. I have a little, um, in my room, I have a little uh, selenite eye so you can put like the little like tea light holder into it. So that helps to like lift the energy of the room. So hopefully that brings you all some positive energy and helps to energetically connect us as we're learning today. Uh, thank you. And Kavisha has a question. She says she doesn't have a candle. Can she do this process you just said with Sage? Absolutely. So I would say if you, since this is a room of uh, people who are familiar with Reiki, if you want to draw Chokure with your sage wand and then kind of like circle it around you, that'll put you into the area slash the arena of what we just brought into the space as well. Okay. 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 Beautiful. 